Hi, welcome to episode 83 of Meraki Unboxed. Wonderful to have you back with us again. As you well know by now, I'm sure, this is a podcast that we run every two weeks from Meraki. Lots of content. 83 episodes, well, after this one, 83 episodes in the bag, and a lot of content that's still relevant. So do go back and have a look at the archive if you love what we're doing at Meraki. And I always get this plug in. I have to do it every time. If you have any ideas for episodes for this podcast, we'd love to hear from you. And I would definitely encourage you to reach out uh, and say hello. You can find me easily on Twitter. My handle on Twitter is at Meraki Simon, one word. And just drop me a note. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know what you would like to do. If you'd like to be on the podcast, uh, if you just have an idea you'd like to submit, we'd love to hear from you. Today's episode is a really important one I've been looking forward to because if there's one thing that Meraki is synonymous with, it's the graphical user interface we know lovingly as the dashboard. And uh, we're really going to dive into the dashboard today, a little bit of the history of it, uh, also what we've been doing to really help it evolve uh, as we continue to grow not only the capabilities, but also the product lines uh, here at Cisco Meraki. Uh, it's absolutely vital to keep that interface useful since that's what you're looking at every single day. So that's what we're here to talk about. And to help me in this conversation, I'm joined by an illustrious group who work on this all day, every day. Uh, so let's go around and introduce our guests today. I'm going to start with Mary. Uh, Mary, introduce yourself, please. Let us know who you are, what you do for Meraki, and, uh, and what does your background look like? Hi, Simon. Great to be here. My name is Mary Piankowski, and I lead the product design team at Meraki. I have a team of product designers and researchers, and we are very excited to be helping transform the Meraki dashboard that we know today. My background is I've been leading design teams for the past 20 plus years, working with several technology companies, financial services, and several consumer brands. Awesome. Sounds like we have the right people here at Meraki. Um, wonderful. So thanks for joining us, Mary. And um, Alex, tell us about yourself. Hi, Simon. My name is Alex Katzman. I've been with Meraki for over three years now. Um, when I joined, I worked on IPv6 um, and then did some time with licensing um, and now I lead the team that is looking after uh, our dashboard and the mobile app. Uh, prior to Meraki, um, I worked in, um, in our space, actually, in networking and management systems. And um, I actually started my career as a software engineer. Wonderful. Um, and before we hit the record button, Alex was telling me that um, he's the number one fan of Meraki Unbox. Listen to every episode. So thanks, Alex. We really appreciate that. Um, That's true. Jordan, Jordan, tell us all about you. Uh, so where to start, Simon? Uh, so I've been at Meraki for, what, seven years? So about half the time you've been here, Simon. Uh, but, I, but I am an official OG at Meraki. Uh, I've had a variety of roles here. Most currently, uh, or most recently, rather, I am on the solutions marketing team, and I am a solutions evangelist, which is a really fancy way of saying I'm a professional fanboy. So I love my job. I love Meraki, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We love all the fanboys we can get our hands on. And um, there are plenty of them working at Meraki, which is pretty cool. Indeed. All right. So let's get into the topic for today. Um, as I said, we're all about the dashboard today. And, you know, the, the, the history of this is really, I think, good to have a look at. So we're just going to rewind 
And actually, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to start it off with, because I've been around this industry for an embarrassingly long time. I've got the gray hairs to prove it. Thank goodness this is an audio-only podcast at the moment. They keep bullying me to make it video, but audio-only for now. As a result of, of having been around for a while, I've seen a lot of interfaces. Obviously, like many people, I started out with a command line interface, uh, got comfortable and familiar with that approach. Uh, but then towards the end of the, I would say, the 1990s, Uh, Can anybody remember back that far? Let me know if you're that old as well. Some graphical user interfaces started to come in and they were super rudimentary. Uh, We had uh, really bespoke software. You had to download an application. That application looked pretty ugly. You probably had to install some drivers on your computer to make it work. Every single time there was an update to features or to a new product being added to that management interface, you had to download a new version of it and install that. It was a mess. Uh, it was generally quite unpleasant, and uh, we we have significantly moved on at this point in time. So one of the things I loved when I first came to Meraki uh, was this graphical user interface via the web. This is so exciting. I mean, we've been using the web for years, but suddenly we're harnessing the power of the web and the flexibility it gives you because you get all of that programming done at the, at the back end. It's all, you know, essentially viewed via the cloud, via the internet, and we can work on it in the background and keep it effective for you. So you know, that was quite revolutionary at the time. I mean, there were a few other examples around, but I think Meraki was one of the early pioneers of a really good looking uh, graphical user interface for managing the equipment. Uh, and so, you know, our customers love that. But, uh, you know, Jordan, jump in and tell us what your perspective is, because you've been around for a while too. Yeah, so I think I think one of the things that strikes me looking back across my time here at Meraki is that, you know, when I joined the, the organization, you know, seven, eight years ago, it was, you know, your basic networking stack. It was security, it was switching, it was wireless. Mm-hmm. And in that time, since then, since I started, what are we up to now? Eight, nine, nine products. And we've even had, you know, we've even had products that have failed, go to market and failed, mm-hmm. uh, you know, RIP, MC phone. Um, but it's, it's, it's really, uh, along with just the, the simple interface, I think just seeing the growth of everything else on there has been kind of eye-opening, you know, whether it's, mobile device management or cellular gateways or sensors or what have you. And I'm sure more things will be added in the coming mm-hmm. years. But yeah, that's that's one of the, the coolest things that I've seen since I've been here is just the growth of what is managed on that GUI and seeing that come to fruition. Um, but yeah, this has always been what we've been about is, is dashboard. It's been the central kind of unifying thing that brings all the the products that we produce together in a in a comprehensible easy to use way so dashboard's always been core to what we do at meraki for sure absolutely yeah and and our customers do love it i mean it's it's a hugely popular part of what we do uh, we still get lots and lots of feedback around its uh, simplicity and of course you know if there's one word synonymous with meraki it's got to be simplicity you hear that all the time so you know i think that's that's a good piece of context to, to help us set out there. But from a UX perspective, just bring in the product team, um, you know, just, just give us your reflections as you came into the organization uh, and, and obviously thinking about your backgrounds as well, uh, at looking at user experiences and, and interfaces, you know, what were your perceptions of the, of the dashboard and, and, you know, what did you appreciate about what you saw? Maybe I'll start. Um, I actually started using... Uh, dashboard prior to me working here, um, I competed with Meraki um, in the wireless space, and I had it in my lab. Um, I had Meraki and other solutions as well, so um, I had like a good point of reference. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and I loved it. Uh, it was very simple, without any training or or reading anything. I could I could get things done. Um, and so my only thought was always like, how do I compete with that? How do I make it <laughs> even more simple and better? Right. Uh, but you know, over the years, um, as time move on, moved on, it was interesting to see that um, the competition was evolving as well, and. Um, I, I felt like it would be like really cool to to be in Meraki and keep working on this product to take it to the next level. And I feel super lucky that I actually get to do this now. Absolutely. And and Mary, I mean, you, you obviously you've come in, and as like you said, you've done this before at other places. So what were your perceptions when you first came in and saw what we do? Yeah, and... Fun fact, Alex and I worked together um, in the past. I was a consultant when he was working at a wireless company, and uh, we transformed that product together, and it was it was truly amazing. And we got so excited that we were going to be able to do it together here at Meraki um, when I joined. So I joined about two and a half years ago, and... Yes, our customers love Dashboard. Um, as a designer, when, uh, when I was onboarding in that first week and I was introduced to the products, I thought, wow, there's a lot of opportunity here to take this enterprise application to the next level. And, you know, it really is an amazing product. It's, a, a, like you said, Simon, a graphical interface that's really simplified how... how People do networking. Mm -hmm. We don't have to use, uh, you know, code. And uh, what became clear to me is that the the application was truly designed by engineers and evolved by engineers over the past ten years. And and brilliant engineers who I love working with. Um, however, you know the what our customers see is simple. I could see a lot of opportunity for actually making the the design and the user experience much simpler and really mm. taking it up a level. Yeah, and that, that actually leads me on to the next question that I had in my mind as well. Uh, and again, I think it's really interesting to to have uh, Mary, you and Alex on on this conversation because uh, you, you you you're looking at this from a broader perspective like from a ux as a discipline and so you're bringing in something an experience that's much broader than just even what we're doing uh, here at meraki so the, the the question i have on my mind is you know if you think about graphical user interfaces and the development of those over time what are the typical challenges uh, that you that you generally find uh, these these interfaces run into as the feature lists grow as it, as the demands on it grow well, I'd, lo I'd love to start with that. I mean, something that we see that is very common in enterprise software is that the software will reflect the silos. And what we see with Meraki Dashboard today is we see a mirror of our, of our product stack. And there's an opportunity to better support workflows. Um, for example, when you use Dashboard, it can be challenging to set up a VLAN um, because you want to set up a VLAN, but our interface uh, requires you to move from, from silo to silo instead of guiding you through, through a workflow. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I'll point out is that 
as we learn from our customers and we hear about additional features and functionality they want, it can be easy to just find a place in Dashboard to, to add it. Um, but it's important to think about how uh, the context, everything else around it. Um, today, many of the pages in Dashboard are, you know, we just added functionality on top of each other and the, the, the pages end up being long scrolling mm. pages with a lot of functionality. Yep. It's extremely powerful, but again, they aren't necessarily supporting workflows. So there's real opportunity there and, and we're really excited to be tackling this work with the next-gen dashboard uh, efforts. Um, just to chime in real quick, and I want to hear Alex's response to this too, but it kind of reminds me of the ethos that you always have heard over the last you know, five, six years uh, out of the product team at Meraki, and that is, we don't build features, we solve problems. And that, that resonated with me with what you just said, Mary, the sense that, yeah, yeah, we could throw a feature that you asked for on a page. Like there's a place to find that for, for whatever you're asking for, but what's the bigger picture? What's the broader, grander vision for how we want to enable our customers? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and from like a product and market perspective, um, I think even if you look three years ago, we're supporting uh, more hardware types, like uh, Jordan mentioned. But also, we're supporting new personas that we didn't support before. Our customers mm -hmm. have grown. The customer list, the customer types. We're supporting a lot of customers and everywhere. And so different types of customers, they have different use cases and different challenges. And while we would like to keep adding functionality to address all of that, it's important for us to, to make sure that we remain true to our values and while adding more functionality, we want to maintain being the, the simple solution that everybody can use. Yeah, so true. And, and I must admit, you're reminding me as you're all talking through this of, uh, you know, the one thing that I found challenging uh, at the beginning when I first joined the organization until my muscle memory kicked in and, and I'd, I'd built all those synaptic connections in my head. I, I, I knew what I needed to do. I knew how to build a network. I understood the protocols and the, and the um, disciplines required to make everything work. The challenge was, well, where is it? <laughs> where is it in this interface? I've got to find this thing. And I know I saw it somewhere. Maybe it was on this page. Maybe it was on that page. It's inevitable, I'm sure, as you as you start to grow. And, and this is what makes the challenge of, of uh, UX so interesting, I think, is, is how do you how do you balance that? Because you you know, you are talking about a fairly complex um, capability. At least at least the, the product can scale to solve quite complex problems. So as a key component of, you know, conveying this simplicity uh, mantra that we're always, uh, we're always sharing at Meraki, I think it's, it's absolutely vital to, to focus on keeping that as effective as possible. Um, Alex, you, you also mentioned uh, competition and the fact that you, you, had, you were working for a competitor previously. Uh, so, you know, what have you seen with, uh, with other graphical user interfaces? You know, how have they, how have they dealt with it? And, um, you know, how, how would it compare, would you say? Well, there are some benefits of not being first to the market. And one of the benefits um, that I had is that I could always look at how Meraki solves problems and then iterate on that. And so if you look at a lot of other um, com competitive uh, products that are on the market, um, you know, they look at each other and, and the market keeps changing. And so uh, the competition is 
is catching up. They mm-hmm. had the opportunity to see what we've done. Um, it was actually interesting to see that over the years, a lot of competitors started with something that looked um, not very far from Iraqi, but they adapted and, and changed. And so um, we're doing the same. We're also changing and adapting. Uh, but we are solving problems today that nobody else is solving. And so we're again in this position where we have the opportunity to to redefine this market. I'm actually, I mean, now we're at the edge of my own knowledge of, uh, of the history of what happened here. I'm curious about the process of how this all got started. So obviously we recognize some of those challenges that we've talked about. When did we decide as a business that it was time to start with that clean sheet of paper and and start to look again at, at how to do it? So, you know, thinking about the fresh look, the process of starting over again, how did that all get started? I think we talked about it. I know that one of the first thing I told my manager here um, is that this is what I want to do in Iraqi. But um, I think we weren't ready uh, in 2019 to do that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something that we we were thinking about uh, for sure. Uh, we started working on the vision for next gen dashboard in 2020, if I recall correctly, right, Mary? Um, and so uh, we iterated actually pretty quickly. We had a vision, and um, about six months after the vision, we already had um, a prototype, a working product. Mm-hmm. So. I would say it's something that happened in the past two years. I'd like to add that when I joined, I was very excited to be joining at a time where we could look at the entire experience and and work together on this vision type that's really serving as the foundation that's driving all the work we're doing today. The other thing that was really important as a design leader when I joined and I looked at the dashboard and how the teams were working, um, we had no design system. So we had no consistent system of reusable design components or code. All of the teams were doing their own thing. And we realized that we had a real opportunity here to not only transform what dashboard looks like and how it supports workflows, um, but we could also work toward massive efficiencies in how we work internally. And, you know, the the design system brings these efficiencies, but yes, it also is giving us the opportunity to transform the look and feel. And while this is an enterprise application and it's for IT folks, um, IT folks are people too, and they deserve a really um, beautiful and efficient and effective interface. I'm very interested in this question around the design system uh, that you you raised there, Mary, because I'm guessing that many of our listeners will be a little bit more steeped on the networking side of things, but maybe a lot less on the design side. Uh, And I would include myself, frankly, in that as well. So what is a design system? And give us an example maybe of what they look like. Yeah, so a design system is a library of all of the UI elements and components that go into an application. So everything from the smallest items like a button or a checkbox, uh, then as we we combine those elements into larger UI components like tables, and then we uh, 
bring those components together into pages and workflow patterns. So the design system is a set of those reusable components that can be used across the board. Mm -hmm. All teams can, can grab them from a library and build pages that feel consistent and, uh, and they're reusable. So you don't have to design them and build them over and over again. Actually, that, as you're saying that as well, that, that makes me think about uh, smartphones, where I guess I've come across this concept, I think, both with iOS and also on uh, the Google operating system, Android. Uh, I think there, there's been this move towards these design systems. And if we think about particularly iOS, uh, there's a lot of consistency in the in the look and feel as you go between different apps, even though they're created by different developers. Am I, am I in the right ballpark here? Absolutely. And if I may add a, a technical aspect here as well, is that not only these components are reusable um, and, and we create patterns that teams can use so they don't have to rethink um, the experience every single time, um, we also test it and we test it at scale. And so we know that when uh, our engineers are using these components, we know that not only they'll get that uh, great unified look and feel, uh, we also know that it will perform and work properly um, and fast and, and reliably. Mm -hmm. Design systems are key to really designing cohesive platform experiences. If you look at Apple, uh, from a mobile interface to a desktop interface, it feels like Apple. If you... Right. You know, when you use the Salesforce platform, again, things feel, look and feel and behave consistently across the experience. And that's largely due to their design system. So which design system, I mean, what, what, what approach have we taken? What's, uh, what is this uh, approach that we've used to, to try to create that language of our own? We created uh, our own design system, actually. Uh, we, we didn't mm. adopt something from the market. Um, so we have a team of designers and engineers here who design these components and then develop them. Um, internally, we call this design system magnetic. I've heard that term. So this is this is an internal one we've created ourselves. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and we hope that uh, uh, not only Cisco Meraki will adopt it, but other teams in Cisco as well. So what were the goals for uh, for this next generation dashboard? This is a really exciting work you started. Obviously, not at the easiest time either, starting it in 2020. It's not an easy time to be working as a team as we were all sent home uh, in March of that year. And it's uh, it definitely created some challenges. But uh, tell us about that process and, and, and what the goals were for it. So the high-level goal that we had was to be the cloud management solution for Cisco. Um, there are other changes that are happening in the market as well. Um, so not only uh, we, Meraki, build solution on top of our platform, there are other teams that we're working with that are also building solutions on top of the platform. And of course, uh, we just announced at Cisco Live that we're going to support Cisco hardware as well. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure that um, we have a dashboard solution that can really support all of these use cases and, and really be that truly one place that customers go when they want a cloud management solution or their networking. Additionally, a significant goal in, in this effort as well is, is to focus more on the troubleshooting and the alert experience. Mm. So we're looking to make 
the the pages and the flows smarter, really surfacing the most important things at the right times to help our customers focus on the right things at the right times and solve the most critical problems. Right. I this and this is ringing some bells with me as well. So more contextual uh, troubleshooting essentially, and it is a it's a challenging one, isn't it? I mean, if you've got uh, something happens in your network and you're trying to pinpoint exactly what it is that caused that. It can be a little bit like uh, finding a needle in a haystack. Maybe that's an exaggeration, but uh, it can be challenging to to find exactly where that came from. So I guess we have the opportunity to to bring a little bit more intelligence to the process uh, as we smarten up the, the platform. Yeah, we, we have the opportunity to really give customers what they want. When When I speak with customers and ask them about their challenges, they're typically describing uh, their network. Uh, they're typically not talking about like hardware specifically. Mm-hmm. They're talking about their network. They're talking about their applications. They're right. talking about their clients. Um, and so what, what, what they would like to have is that single pane of glass that they can go to and understand how is my environment going? Uh, how, should I, how is my day going to be look, uh, looking like? Should, should I mm-hmm. be focusing on troubleshooting today or am I going to have some time to optimize the performance um, and how how can dashboard help with all of that we've been in the market for longest so and we have uh, a lot of data over the years that mm-hmm. we gathered across all market verticals and all customer sizes we can use all that data to really help customers achieve their goals tell them what is going on in their network very easily and align with the way they think about how they want to use products uh, instead of focusing more on on kind of the hardware and and how things work um, under the hood, um, like one one simple example um, b- besides like understanding how things are are going is like with um, with policies, um, customers typically say like I want to block an application, like I want to block Facebook or something uh, on my network. They don't think about it as I want to go to a device and then create a rule and then I want that device to block it. They, like, they don't care how it gets blocked. They just don't want it on their network. And we have an opportunity to kind of add the intelligence um, to do that for them. Um, I think we also, uh, the tools in the market have changed over the years. So we can gather more information on what customers care about and how they use the product so we can adapt uh, quickly mm-hmm. and evolve. Uh, with Magnetic, uh, one of the goals we had was to iterate quickly to provide more value. Um, our customers are paying um, for, for Dashboard. They're paying a subscription service and would like to provide um, value. Um, and, and we've been doing that, but we're going to provide even more value now as a result of us being able to iterate quickly to understand how customers are using the product and what they care about, and then iterate um, even further. It's, so. it's it's so wonderful hearing the consistency. I, Jordan touched on this concept as well. Uh, the, the, something which I think we do extremely well at Meraki is uh, this idea of solving problems, not building features. So of course, we're building features, but but our focus is on what are our customers actually trying to do and what challenges are they trying to solve? And Alex, you, you articulated that so well there that, uh, that, that, you know, we're trying to think about the things customers are trying to do with their network. And, and generally speaking, they will describe that in, in other terminology than, than specifically the, the networking component. It's the applications. It's what people actually interface with and, and see and, and touch. 
Uh, so I, I think that's a real great strength that we we have. And it's, it's awesome to hear that carrying forward. Um, I, I think it's time that we dive into the kind of the, the meat and potatoes of this uh, this episode in a way. And just let's get into a description of this next generation dashboard. I'm hoping that many people who are listening will have had a chance to try it out already, but I'm sure there are also many who have not yet clicked that button to make it happen. So let's do a little bit of an overview and a description of uh, what we're currently referring to, for now at least, as the next generation dashboard. Uh, tell us a little bit about about it and, and what makes it better. Sure. Well, I'll go ahead and, and get started. So the next generation dashboard is is a combination of a new look and a, a new look and feel and a streamlined uh, and improved experience. And some of the things that I would highlight are, in addition to a new look and feel, are new landing experiences that are more useful. We recently launched a global org summary and it does an amazing job um, surfacing some of the most important things to help our customers, as we talked about, get to what they care mm-hmm. about most mm-hmm. and troubleshoot more quickly. So these uh, landing and hub experiences are a big part of it. We're working toward more intent-based information architecture where we will organize dashboard to support workflows, as we talked about Mm-hmm. Uh, over silos. One major thing that we launched as part of uh, next-gen dashboard is uh, is a new org-wide landing page. So customers who have more than one network uh, will see that when after they log into dashboard. Um, and and this is like one of our first steps to tie our platform together. So typically, if you would like to see how your devices are doing, you need to go to like either wireless or switch. And, and and go and monitor those devices. Mm-hmm. Our new landing page um, has uh, health cards at the top that tie it all together. So you can just after login very quickly to see if you want to focus on troubleshooting or you can see that everything is okay and, and then you can um, do something else with your day. Uh, maybe there's a new business case that you would like to support. Um, so... I think over the years, um, our platform, um, something that we, we actually had episodes about, um, we really want to show that, that yeah, it's a platform. It's not just like uh, a siloed product. Right. Um, um, another layer that uh, we're working to bring is supporting health from, from the product, like, um, like showing you that um, your clients may have connection issues right from after you land. You can mm-hmm. quickly see that. And then quickly with a button, you can go to that product area to to go and troubleshoot it. So you don't have to remember exactly kind of uh, where where it's at or go and actually look look for it. Like you need to know which network to go to. With the new landing page, you just, it tells you which network has the, the issue. Um, and then over time, we'll add more and more intelligence. So... When, when things um, are going well, um, maybe Dashboard can recommend you uh, with some optimizations. Maybe you should add a policy because we see that a lot of people uh, using WebEx on the network, uh, which is important for work. Uh, but also we see like uh, Netflix traffic, which is not important. So maybe you would, you would want to um, create a policy um, and Dashboard can help you with that right. um, in the future. Right, those sort of smart recommendations, which uh, which we've seen sort of coming in 
uh, to the dashboard in, in recent years. And, and actually, I learned about some of this landing page stuff from uh, Jordan's blog post. Jordan, thank you very much for writing that. But yeah, the Meraki blog, that's the place to go. Let me just make a shameless plug here. Uh, this is this is only a couple in a series of, of blog posts that are going to come out that are detailing some of the changes that are happening on Dashboard because uh, this change is not a moment in time, right? It's a it's a philosophical and strategic shift for how we're building things uh, for Dashboard and mm-hmm. for our customers. Um, and as we you know release these new capabilities, I think Mary just talked about our most recent one, which is the uh, the uh, global summary page. Um, We'll we'll be sure to to keep you abreast of those of those updates and those efforts. Yeah, and and some of the things that we're working on right now is that we're view, reviewing um, the flows that customers actually do with dashboard and rethinking them. Uh, s- things like um, like Mary mentioned, uh, creating a VLAN. Typically, customers are thinking about a VLAN across their network. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about VLAN for wireless, VLAN for for switches. They're thinking about their networks and how they design them. So we'd like to make it streamlined. Um, user management across dashboard. There are a lot of users in different places. Um, we would like to simplify that in, in, in a cohesive user interface. Uh, things like alerting, um, making alerts better, timely. Um, again, coming from the entire network, not, not just product by product. Um, and so on and so forth. We we created teams actually to tackle pretty much every single aspect of dashboard. And over the years, uh, we're going to bring all these new experiences that will make dashboard even even better and, and simple. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to uh, also reinforce something that Alex mentioned earlier. So the Meraki dashboard is the cloud networking platform for Cisco. And many of our customers have multiple Cisco products. They might they might use Meraki, and they might also be a customer of our Umbrella security product. They may have Catalyst devices. The Meraki dashboard is, as we think about evolving the Meraki dashboard through this next-gen dashboard work, we're looking uh, closely at integrations. We want integrations to feel seamless. So if if customers are networking management and security customers, they don't have to bop around to a whole bunch of applications, but we can actually provide that seamless integration so they can access their security information right through dashboard, for example. And this is going to become more and more important as we scale to support more customer types and uh, support even more integrations with other Cisco networking products. Yeah, that's a big deal. I mean, that's a huge statement there, and and it's it's been amazing to watch that unfold at uh, at Cisco Live, especially where I think we really started to get this vision shared out to the public around sort of the Meraki interface becoming the management interface over time uh, for a number of different Cisco products. So that's a, an extremely exciting development. Um, and and I think it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was at Cisco Live that we made the announcement around this dashboard and really uh, this this new version of the dashboard and that we really wanted to then flip the switch and and start to get uh, adoption happening. So uh, how is that going so far? Um, what have we seen? It's going really well, um, I'm happy to say. We have around 25% of our customers now in our public beta. Wow. Um, yeah. That's big. <laughs> um, so, so a lot of our listeners, I hope they're already using it. Um, 
we have uh, less than 1% of our customers are opt-out. So we actually created a new mechanism um, for, for doing public betas where um, customers can just opt in to the beta and try that new experience um, and provide feedback. We're also using new feedback tools. Mm -hmm. um, and, and our customers, I'm happy to say that only uh, less than 1% actually decided to go back to the previous experience. Um, we we had a banner that prompt customers to opt in. Um, because of the large number of customers that we have right now, we we removed it, but um, <laughs> it, it is still available to ev to everybody um, through um, a page uh, that we that we created. It's called Early Access, so customers can try it, and even if there's something there that they don't like, uh, they can tell us about it. Um, and since we launched in June, we already had several iterations. So, so like I said, our goal was not to just ship something and and be happy with it. Um, it was to to keep iterating. Mm -hmm. um, and so, that goal of Magnetic being a platform um, for engineers to be able to use and iterate quickly that has been proven to be very successful. And, and I can say right now that uh, we reduce the time. Um, that it takes to to build something new by an order of magnitude. So so things that took months in the past take weeks now. And things that took weeks take days. It, it is it was that significant. That's wonderful. And and, it, and what you're telling is as well is a story of uh, great success because it sounds as though you've actually had more uptake than you were even expecting at this point. And so that's probably giving you a lot of feedback to, to work your way through. And I'm actually really interested in this, uh, this feedback, uh, system that you've built in here, because it's a little bit of an evolution from, uh, the good old make a wish box that uh, I'm sure many of our listeners will remember. It's still there, of course, uh, on the on the lower right corner of every dashboard page, but but it's being handled a little bit differently now with this uh, with this new version. So maybe elaborate on that a little bit. Sure. Yes, we we added a button uh, to provide feedback, um, a blue button uh, that you can see on the pages, and one of the new things that we can do now is that customers can tell us exactly they can point to the component on the page that they would mm. like to provide feedback nice. on. Nice. Um, so instead of just writing a text about something, they can actually point to a specific component. Um, on the back end, we we also have a nice user interface for that tool, and we can make sure that the right feedback goes to the right um, team that um, that is responsible. Um, for that page. And and doing betas with so many customers allow us to get a lot of feedback. Mm. So we get like real insights on, on the experience uh, that our customers are having with the product. And so we can iterate uh, quicker. Uh, we will continue having conversations with our customers and, um, and having uh, them help us design the product. But this is another layer of insight that we didn't have before. We talk to plenty of customers every week, in fact, yeah. and we're able to, you know, we're able to see where things could potentially be better, where things could be breaking down through the in-product feedback. And then every week we talk to customers to get a better sense of the the why and, and kind of more detail behind that um, kind of more quantitative, I, I guess it's a mix of quantitative and qualitative feedback all around. Mm -hmm. yeah. Another thing that I will, would mention um, that uh, people may find interesting 
is that um, Magnetic comes with analytic tools um, under the hood. So that allows teams to very quickly understand um, how people are using um, what, what they're building out of the box. So we made it also simpler for other teams um, in Cisco and Meraki to adopt these technologies that allow us to understand our customers better and, and to keep improving the product as a result. It's amazing. I can imagine your inbox is uh, fairly healthy at this moment. By healthy, I mean quite full. <laughs> yeah. This is true, Simon, yeah. Um, I think we exceeded our, didn't it in the first day, we exceeded our goal for beta customers yes then 24 we, hours we really underestimated how many um how many customers will opt in uh to this beta actually and we reached our goal, our goal within the first hour um <laughs> i also want to say that our marketing team uh that jordan is part of um has done an amazing job really um showcasing that and and we launched it in cisco live it was um all over the screens there so um, that, of course, helped as well. And we're getting a lot of great feedback. You know, there's a lot of positive responses. Mm -hmm. I think these actionable landing pages are definitely um, proving to uh, add value. And, you know, we're learning some important things that we need to learn while we're in beta as well. Change is hard. When you change an enterprise application, it... Uh, you know, it's it's something that folks have to get used to. It it, it is, you know, something that can change uh, our customers' productivity in a day if we change too much at once. And so we've we've been really thoughtful about how we release and how we kind of manage our our customers through through this change. Um, but there's you know there's some important feedback that we're getting. You know, some some mm -hmm. some of the design choices that we made around um, information density, for example, are, are things that we're responding to really quickly and we're, we're, we're kind of tightening up some of the elements so our customers can see more at once on the, on the page. But the, you know, through these learning mechanisms that we put in place, we're learning very quickly and the team is responding really quickly, which is really, I mean, truly amazing to see. How many times have you seen um, dark mode come up as a request? <laughs> I'm just curious. Oh, every day. Oh, every day we, we see comments. I mean, even before this next-gen dashboard effort, you know, when you look at customer wishes, there, there are requests from, for dark mode every day. And guess what? It's in progress. So, yeah, that's yeah. something um, truly special to look forward to. <laughs> It's amazing how people get so uh, so hung up on this one. I've seen I've seen it myself uh, quite a bit on uh, social and various places. So it's uh, it's good to hear. Wonderful. We're going to get it. Yeah, uh, I saw an anecdotal thing that I I found amusing is that we posted um, an introduction and video to Next Gen Dashboard on Instagram, and literally all all comments were uh, referring to the kind of sneak peek that uh, to of the dark boat that we had there. Mm. Oh, you're one ahead of me. Then I need to. Uh, I need to see that. I haven't. Uh, haven't actually seen the screen grabs of it myself. But um, I will get to that the straight after this. Give the people what they want, Alex and Mary. Give the people what they want. <laughs> of course, we, we're working on it. It's about time. <laughs> right. Um, okay. Let, let's let's think about how people can try this thing out. Um, uh, obviously, 
there, there is obviously a way to switch that on in the dashboard, and we'll come to that in just a moment. Um, Jordan, I just wanted to check in with you because you mentioned this, I think, earlier on uh, in this episode, which was that we have this way to test drive uh, without sort of using it on your own network. So how do you do that? Yeah, so a, a couple ways to get uh, exposure to this. Uh, first of all, uh, in, well, in the past, let me say, the, the easiest way to get exposure to dashboard and to use it was to get a trial or to talk to a salesperson and have a demo mm-hmm. be done, which are still great ways to assess um, Meraki and get an experience into the dashboard. But for the dashboard specifically, right, we want to make it really easy for people to experience the workflows, to experience what it feels like to use a Meraki product mm-hmm. because – you know, you look at Meraki on a piece of paper, right? We sell switches, we sell access points, Wi-Fi 6E, right? We do Ethernet, we do security. On paper, we look like a networking vendor, and we are a networking vendor. But what makes us different is the way it feels to use our products uh, compared to other products, and Dashboard is central to that. So if you want to get an exposure to that, you can just go to Meraki.com, click on Get a Demo at the top right of the page, and you can get a free uh sneak peek into a real environment that's managed by our team. And in fact, the new next generation dashboard has been turned on in that environment. So you'll get a sneak peek into that as well. Love it. Uh, And so for those people who are listening, who are maybe they've been sitting on the fence or they haven't actually caught up with the news about this yet. So they're hearing this for the first time. If they're ready to jump in, what do they do? What do they do in their existing dashboard interface to turn this thing on? Sure. Yeah. So, um, in the past, you might have had to call support, uh, turn on an early access feature, but uh, we're trying to make that as easy as possible moving forward for all early access capabilities. And now we have a dedicated page on the dashboard for all these early access uh, features that you can turn on in a kind of line item kind of way. So you don't have to turn everything on, everything off. You can kind of pick and choose what you want to uh, experience early. And you can get there by going to the uh, organization early access page that should be present on everybody's dashboard, regardless of what products that you have. Mm-hmm. And there you'll see uh, several different uh, capabilities that you can turn on as it pertains to the next generation of dashboard. So certainly check that out. Yeah, and it's risk-free. If you don't like it, uh, which again, I will say less than 1% of our customers actually decided to go back, but you can try it. Um, and if, if, you're, if you don't feel comfortable yet, you can, you can go back and turn it off. It's really interesting that uh, that we're taking a we're not taking an all or nothing approach here. I think that's uh, that's particularly interesting that you can go in and uh, sort of select to some degree. And and um, Alex, can you just maybe describe for us a couple of examples of how you've um, siloed the different? That's maybe a bad word, but how how have you broken up the uh, the components that people can opt in and out of? So today we we broken it to magnetic, uh, which will turn on. Uh, the new design system, so it will change the look and feel. Um, and you will see um, we, we launched it um, across top five pages that are used. Um, so you can try out the new look and feel and, and see some of those um, access point and switch pages being redesigned. Uh, you can try and use it. There are usability improvements there as well. Um, and the second thing you can turn on is the new landing experience. Um, Mm-hmm. And over time, we'll add more uh, functionality, not only for, for dashboard, but other teams will use that as well for other features. Mary. Oh, oh, oh go ahead, sorry. Jordan. Go sorry ahead. to butt in, Simon. I just wanted to make it a clarification just so everybody's on the same page. Uh, during this early access uh, period where we're kind of testing out new pages and getting feedback and collecting that from customers, we're going to enable customers to kind of turn on 
these things in like a line item bespoke manner. But once you opt into the next generation dashboard, like if you're going to standardize on this, uh, as I have a car alarm going off outside, sorry about that. It's going to be kind of more of an all or nothing thing, if if, if that makes sense. Right. So, um, yeah, I just want to make sure that's clear. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying that. So it uh, sounds like the, the call to action is quite clear for everybody who's listening. Um, we want you obviously to jump in um, and, and get this thing turned on and have a look, try it out for yourself and use that feedback. Um, let's keep that inbox as full as we can because I think, uh, joking aside, I think um, it's incredibly valuable for the team. Uh, Mary, uh, just to give us a little bit of context as we wrap this up, I mean, where do you see things going from here? You know, Where do you see yourself in this journey? This is just the beginning. There's so much that we have planned to really continue to transform the experience of Dashboard. So really streamlining the workflows, all of the workflows that are represented in Dashboard, uh, folding in more automation. So not only surfacing these these alerts and and, um, building more actionable landing pages, but over time we want to build in more automation as well and, and mobile workflows and and bring our customers along to to learn to trust that automation. So the the journey has just begun and it's truly amazing. Wonderful news. And uh, we're really excited to see where this goes, of course, from here. Uh, it is amazing to see the evolution that's happened to the dashboard over its lifetime uh, with Meraki. I mean, we started this whole organization in 2006 with a graphical user interface and, uh, and it is, you know, just changed night and day from, from those early days. And I think what we've seen with the next generation dashboard is very, very uh, encouraging in terms of listening to customer feedback and, and actually integrating that into, into the, um, the platform that people are using every single day. And, and because this is what Jordan said, I think right at the beginning is that, you know, that, sure, the products that, that you go out and buy, if you think about Meraki as a wireless customer or a switching business, uh, security, whatever it is, um, th- those products, once you've got those installed, once they're in the comms rooms, once they're up on the wall, you know, that's not what you're interfacing with every single day. It really is all about the dashboard. And so for us, this is really fundamental to, to everything uh, that we do. And, and so the feedback that, uh, that you're able to provide us as you get into using this new version of the dashboard uh, is incredibly invaluable and helps us to, to keep it as relevant as we can to, uh, to those use cases that you have. So please keep the feedback uh, coming and uh, we'll certainly circle back on this, I think, on the podcast and maybe dive into a couple of specific areas uh, where you know, we've, we've listened to some feedback and we've adapted and we've, we've really uh, innovated with, uh, with this platform. And Simon, I just wanted to add a point about simplicity. Simplify everything is is truly a value that we we practice within Meraki and and everything that we do mm-hmm. as it relates to uh, rethinking the dashboard experience. But that doesn't mean that we're dumbing down functionality. We are going to be, as Alex said, supporting more and more audience types, use cases bringing more robust functionality into dashboard. But at the same time, we want to keep things simple and mm-hmm. really streamline flows. So yeah. simplifying everything is is the future and the journey that we're on. This is a very good point, Mary. Yes, I, I think it's important to emphasize that we're doing it to enable more use cases and and being able to do more mm-hmm. uh, while not increasing the complexity. So I think, um, I, yeah, I totally agree with you. 
and, that, and that's progress. That's that's what technology is supposed to do, right? It's uh, the things that were difficult for us before. We make them easier so that we can stand on the shoulders of those who went before us and, and move on to new challenges. So that's, that's I think, a really exciting element of what we're doing at Meraki and why I think of this as a kind of ongoing journey. We're not, there's no destination here. We're always going to be uh, innovating and, and looking at how we can solve new problems with uh, you know standing on the shoulders of those who've gone before, as I said. So very and exciting stuff. And allowing our customers to do the same, enabling yes. them with our platform. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I think we'll wrap things up here. Uh, I am reminded of uh, a quote that uh, that Jordan, actually, you put in your blog post that um, Einstein uh, gave us. Do you want to share that one with the audience before we wrap up? Uh, everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler, right? So it's like, how do we balance the need to abstract away complexity, right? Because we know that that bogs our customers down with the need for them to be able to do as much as they can in an enterprise environment. So that's that's the balance that we're striking and that we're aiming to strike with this new dashboard is how can we bring dashboard into the the most, you know, high potential technology situations in the enterprise and still maintain the simplicity and usability and the feeling that it feels like to use Meraki uh, that our customers are, are know of and are already comfortable with. So that's the goal. Yay, Einstein. Um, Yay, Einstein. Thank you, Einstein. I don't know how we how we top that. So uh, let's wrap things up here. I want to thank our guests uh, very much for taking time out of their day to, to join us on the podcast today. Uh, if you like what you've seen, obviously, too, do go and try it out and, and give us that feedback. Also, just let us know um, directly uh, You know, if you thought the, um, the podcast was what influenced you to give it a go. We'd love to know that. That would be awesome. As I said at the beginning, you can find me on Twitter at Meraki Simon. Uh, and so do drop me a quick note on there. Just let me know uh, what you thought, what you think of the dashboard. If you've got any uh, feedback, I'll make sure I feed it back to uh, to the team. So thanks again to our guests for today. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with another episode of Meraki Unboxed. Stay well, stay safe. We'll see you then. Bye for now.